Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noe. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite and unknown movies, games, comic books, anime, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here and hope you enjoy the show. This is what we are covering tonight. This is not deja vu. We're covering Doc Constantine again. <laughs> My side of it. <laughs> Michael's uh, watched it. Now I'm, I watched it too after he did and I was so excited to watch it. I shared my little insights. Cool. But before we do, like, share, and subscribe to the channel. You can also enjoy the show on YouTube, Spotify, Rumble, and Odyssey, and more. We also have membership tiers on those platforms if you'd like to support the channel, or you can check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash KOE podcast. But let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so uh, <clears throat> because we, we covered Constantine on the last video, right? I was like, man, this is a good movie. <laughs> and I have, if there's any major flaw with it, I'll tell you at the end of my little uh, dissertation here. Right. But there's there was one major flaw that I I couldn't wrap my head around until uh, yesterday, which is like I, this, I watched this a week ago. So I was like, that's why it, it feels like that, right? When I kept watching it, mm -hmm. and it made perfect sense when I finally realized what it was. But uh, we'll do that after I go through this. So of course. So overall, what do you think of it? It's a solid movie. It's no. it, it 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 earned. And it, it deserved its uh, cult uh, status. Mm -hmm. And uh, the sequel, we'll see how it goes. So you disagree with the original rating of a 5 out of 10? It did. what it, It's uh, better than a 5 out of 10. Yeah, right. It's a little bit better than average. Everything has flaws. And like uh, I'll get right. into them. But uh, it's it's a good movie to watch. You know, sit down and just enjoy a good uh, movie. It's, I mean, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> it's John Wick. Before you know, he was John Wick. <laughs> the, the the version where he's an asshole to people. <laughs> <laughs> and even him being an asshole is like the, the, the tamest version of being an asshole I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> still the nicest kind of asshole. Like, like not get. holding an elevator is like the most fucked up thing he did in that movie. He's like, wait, the elevator's no. <laughs> I'm going down. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what she say? She's like, uh, like, oh, you're going down. He's like, not if I can help you. <laughs> And he fucking drags a fucking takes a full puff of cigarette and explodes in some old lady's face. <laughs> and he, he didn't. He, he wasn't nowhere near the asshole that the character actually is. Right. But it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so uh, the first thing that pops up is uh, the thing about the spirit destiny that says he who possesses the spirit destiny holds the fate of the world in his hands. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if I remember history right, or from whatever whatever this myth. Uh, uh, grew out of was the fact that the Nazis have for some reason had the spirit destiny. Mm -hmm. That was the big fucking like legend. And I guess they incorporated it into the movie. And well, they get that from DC's version of the spear of destiny. Is that where the little myth started? Yeah, it was, it was lost during world war two. Cause I remember, uh, in Hellboy, the 2004 one with Guillermo del Toro and mm -hmm. uh, Ron Perlman, he, uh, he, they also had the Nazis also had the spear of destiny. Yeah. So for some reason, the Nazis always had the spear of destiny. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, so uh, it's been lost. Yeah, then it says it's been lost to time. It said the, the spirit of destiny has been missing since the end of World War II. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, when those uh, his, uh, Mexican guys are digging through, like, the most desolate place to look for treasure... I'm like, it wasn't like an old church or something like that. I think it was no, it was just a rundown old like structure. Like it was like a, not even a habit. Like, it looked like a like a fallout from a bomb explosion. No, I mean I think that's what it was. Uh, actually, it was supposed to be a church. Oh, like well, a, a missionary church. It didn't look like it's just like like a metal structure like that, like half of one. Yeah. And like a wood floor. I don't know what the fuck they were looking for. Like they were not going to find shit out there. A fucking Fanta, <laughs> an empty can of Fanta. Fanta. <laughs> Uh, so the guy, of course, his foot breaks through the bottom of that uh, the woods, and he pulls out the fucking spear of destiny, and it's in a fucking wrapped in a fucking Nazi flag. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so they did fucking have it. Yeah. But if if it was so powerful, it, my thinking goes: Did a set a group of uh, Nazis steal it from Hitler, and that's what led to them losing the World War, or? Did something else happen? Did someone like some magical beings of the time, right, mm -hmm. fought against Hitler and they were able to uh, counteract the spear's power? So the Nazis hit it because it was so powerful they wanted to keep it in case they wanted to restart another, uh, you know, war. Is I don't know. I don't understand why they had like, why they lost the war. Right. 
so that's the only thing I can like uh, rationalize is that some other magic users of that time in the 50s like you know the fucking allied forces like oh we got wizards too and then they fought the Nazi wizards and they beat them and the, the they didn't want them to get the spirit of destiny so the Nazi hit it for some reason they hit it in Mexico well if I remember right uh, with DC lore it's uh, it was hidden in that church specifically just that one from like it because it was like a uh, sanctified church oh. so it's supposed to be hidden there away from everybody else because then nobody knows where it is but if I remember right it was Nazis that hit it though fucking Nazis <laughs> the root of all evil <laughs> uh and the funniest part to me is the the fact that the Mexican guy gets it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he becomes indestructible because he gets possessed by Maman. But it would have been funny as he tried to cross the border <laughs> if, they'd have, if they'd have caught him and sent him back to Mexico. Like ah oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I know it, it wouldn't have not have worked in that movie, but that would have been fucking hilarious. It would have been funny. Like every time he tried to get, he's like, damn, I, Maman can't get back to Los. He's trying to get to Los Angeles and he, they won't fucking let him cross. Like damn it, <laughs> trying to cross the deal. <laughs> like everywhere he goes, they fuck border patrol, the most powerful force, and they can't get cross border patrol. Like, damn it, these motherfuckers! That would be funny though. So we go to Constantine and that demon possessed girl. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he he had to specify that this was a soldier demon that was trying to rip through her fucking stomach. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they kept saying like, oh, it's a soldier demon. I guess because it's like it gets a higher level of demon. But he kept saying that the soldier demon was trying to rip out of this girl. And he had those fucking, like, weird, like, uh, I, w- I don't want to say keys, but that's what they were shaped like, mm-hmm. on, on, like, a fucking uh, key ring. And he was, the ones we talked about at the end of the last episode about it. Did we? Yeah, where he shoves it into her head. Yeah, and, like, I didn't realize when I watched it, I didn't, like, he had, like, a, like, I don't know if it's a bunch of different religions, or just a bunch of different symbols that affect specific demons. Right. But he was going through them, right? And then that one, that specific one was the, the sun, with, like, you know, like, the rays coming on the side. Yeah. And he kept putting them, like, he had them against the window in the light, and he kept putting one forward to show it, and, like, it, it, he dropped it because there was no effect. The other one came up, dropped it, no effect, and then that third one came up, and the demon's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he's like, there's the one, and that's, that was so weird. Like, if I don't know if it's different religions or if it's different just symbols of the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't understand that part. Plus, he didn't say what it was, those things, which makes me fucking mad. <laughs> it bothers you because you want to know. Like, oh, yeah, I want to know this actual thing. So, of course, you got uh, his sidekick, Chaz mm-hmm. uh, Kramer. I don't know if it's Chaz Kramer or Kramer Chaz. Uh, Chaz Kramer. Chaz Kramer. Yeah. And, like, it's fucking Shia LaBeouf. You know what's funny? Is that's, that's the second, I think that was the second movie in the same year that he was a sidekick. To a, a, a A-list celebrity. Was the other one Indiana? No, the other one was... This was years later, was Indiana okay. Jones. Okay. It was I, Robot with Will Smith. He was in that movie, too. He was kind of a sidekick as well. I forgot that he was even in that movie. Yeah, because he, he didn't do shit in that movie. <laughs> like, he didn't do shit in this movie. <laughs> well, like, he did a little bit more, but, you know, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when you meet Chaz, there's a whole bunch of books on his fucking... Uh, dashboard and uh, they showed one specifically called uh, Satanism and Witchcraft the classic study of medieval superstition mm-hmm. and no shit it's, an, it's a real book in, on Amazon yeah. for like fucking $17 really by Jules Mitch, uh, Mitch, Michelet so it looks like Chad's been doing some actual homework because he's got like a, hundred, like a dozen books on the fucking dashboard <laughs> like he's taking his fucking apprenticeship seriously alright so the next thing was the, the protection necklace was like, uh, okay, so this thing is apparently incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. This necklace, it helped uh, Hen- uh, Father Hennessy uh, keep the voices out of his head, right? And he gave it to Angela to uh, protect her from getting abducted by Amon. Like we're going on the basis you guys saw the first one, so I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to go back and forth. And uh, it, it, uh, she leaves it in the car to go to, to go, go find. Uh, uh, Constantine and then she gets fucking abducted by uh, Gabriel I'm guessing mm-hmm. when she gets sucked through the fucking walls yeah it was Gabriel and I'm like wait so if this necklace is that powerful for one why the fuck didn't Hennessy put it back on now he just fucking lost his damn mind I guess he got uh, uh, he had given it to Constantine did he Did Const- mm-hmm. I thought he put it in his pocket no he gave it to Constantine no During because meetup, yeah. no because he took it out of his pocket when he's dead when he was dead did he yeah 
uh, he like found it in his uh, chest pocket. So Hennessy still had it on him. Huh. And I'm like, what the fuck did you not wear it for? My guessing is that uh, Balthazar uh, was getting into his head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so he, he didn't even give him the option of thinking about it. Yeah. So he's like, he, he you know, when you're fucking irrational and you're losing your shit. And drinking a whole bunch of liquor thinking that, that you're not drinking nothing. Yeah. So he, he, he was not in his right state of mind. So uh, Constantine took the necklace back. But then if that necklace was so fucking powerful, what gets me was here's the plot point problem was he get so he goes to uh, uh, confront Balthazar, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Balthazar gives me a fucking two face vibes the whole fucking movie. First, he's got the suit like to like uh, Harvey Dent and he does the coin thing. Yeah. And then when Constantine uh, throws holy water on him, he gets the fucking split face. And I'm like, what? You're doing this on purpose. I know you are. Yep. So Balthazar was two-faced the entire movie for me. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, he goes and confronts Balthazar. He he, uh, he had just uh, uh, made his fucking shotgun cross gun. The cross gun, I'm going to call it. <laughs> and uh, he, <laughs> there was another fucking point of contention with me. Was he goes and fights Balthazar and immediately loses the gun on the floor. Uh-huh. I'm like what <laughs> like all that build up and you fucking lose it in the first fucking altercation but fire also doesn't hurt him really well he should have thought of that he should have put some fucking holy water across him or something <laughs> so he loses it to Balthazar and then that, in that same scene uh, is a, no uh, Angela leaves the necklace that he just put on her neck himself mm-hmm. she thought he was going in for a kiss and she's like ah. he's like no put this necklace on <laughs> And uh, and then for some reason she takes her coat off. The reason she takes the necklace off though is because it interferes with her psychic powers. Is that what it they, blocks them? She wasn't using them anyway. That's why it helped uh, the father because whenever he's wearing it, well, that makes sense. It doesn't it, like his psychic abilities that he has don't affect him as much. Well, that's a good way to. They should. I mean, they, they should have said something. Elaborated a little yeah. bit on it, but yeah, whenever you actually do the digging into the, like the the lore of that specific necklace, that's why. But man, that thing is that necklace is like tremendous. Then that necklace also, if I remember right, appeared in Sandman too. Hmm. The same one. I mean, obviously different multiverse, like different, genre. Yeah, but it, it's it should be. The, I think it's the same exact necklace. I don't know. I mean, they should have just left it out of the fucking thing anyway. Yeah, she it never was, used the necklace. It was just fucking pointless. Like, what was the point of doing that scene and then have her leave it in the fucking car? I think it was more of so that way they could have them get real close together and then not kiss. They could have done that any other way. It was that little, like, plot device. The cool thing that I liked was Angela Layton Ability. Mm-hmm. She told uh, when she went to go confess to the father that... She like feels like something guides her to to that specific crook, and it, it tells you tells her when to fucking duck, when to shoot, when to. Uh, do, so her abilities were always there, but on a more uh, subconscious level, and a, a more, little bit more more practical level. If she was like just constantly killing, uh, she was like a, she had like a fucking standing invitation to talk to the father because she constantly killed crooks. <laughs> uh, she always knew where to go. And she always knew when to shoot him, where to shoot him, and when to duck away. I'm like, damn, that'd be a great power to have. Just like an innate ability of to fucking, perception. Yeah. So now my favorite part of the scenes, the, the movie, was uh, B-Man. When he meets B-Man in his apartment. One thing I couldn't understand was, so do they both live in the same fucking spot? B-Man and Constantine? Because he was Constantine lives above the bowling alley, mm-hmm. and it seems like B Man lives in the bowling alley like, in the back. Yeah, and I'm like, do you guys live on the same? I'm I, th- so, I think they might live in the it same. It was building. so weird to me because that bowling alley like kept showing up, but it was two different fucking scenes. It'd be the back of the bowling alley mm-hmm. for B Man, and then it'd be above the bowling alley for Constantine in his apartment. So I'm like, so why do you, why did, it's so weird, like they're fucking roommates or something? But. uh the stuff that he gave him was really exciting to me. Is I guess B Man's his supplier. Yeah. Uh, so for some reason he traded the fucking toy Indian. Remember that little toy that does a sheep mer or no like Mer Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh thank you, Constantine. This would be I don't know what the weird his obsession is with the weird fucking uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Because for what, for what he he got and what he traded was a really unfair trade to me. Yeah. Because he got the uh, he got bullet shavings from the assassination attempt on the Pope. 
So basically, they're saying the Pope is a magical person in this world, and because those bullets hit him, that the, they now had gained magical ability. Yeah. Because the, the bullet shavings, if I remember, there was an actual assassination attempt on the Pope, wasn't it, back in like 90s? Yeah, yeah. And they shot him, but he survived. So he's saying like he somehow got the shavings of some of those bullets. I don't know what they would do for Constantine. Maybe he snorts them. Who knows? <laughs> it's possible. Uh, what else? He had the holy water epulars from the River Jordan, mm-hmm. like little glass grenades. I like those. Uh, the River Jordan, I guess, is a biblical thing. I don't remember my. It is my it is. Bi- uh, bibliosity. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. my uh, theology. Theology, yes. So that was cool. Christian theology. You had a uh, dragon's breath, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is just it was just a st- like a little wand for dragons, or their uh, fire. So I guess dragons are now almost extinct in this world. So it's hard to c- come across their fucking uh, ability. Mm-hmm. Maybe is what I'm guessing. It's like I thought you couldn't get anymore. Like oh, I have my ways, John. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got dragon's breath. Uh, my favorite one was the the Screech Beetle. He said it, he got it from Amityville. Yeah, and that was fucked up. Like <laughs> Amityville, where, where the Amityville horror happened. Yeah, he had a little fucking Cleopatra matchbox, and it, it, to us it sounds like a little fucking beetle screeching, but to the fallen it sounds like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, which man, for some reason it always hurts my front teeth. So what, what what affects you when you, when you hear nails like uh, grinding on a chalkboard? Mm-hmm. It's always to me. It's always my two front teeth that I really hurt. Yeah, I'm like man, what the? Or like right between your like nose and your top of your mouth, right there. It's like just it's a weird feeling. Like I don't know what other people feel, but that's what I feel. I'm like, like I feel like my teeth are grinding against the fucking thing. Shit is fucking shit. It fucking kills me. Yeah, it does. For some reason, it does make you feel that way, don't it? It's fucking terrible. And you can feel it on your own fingers, too. It's like, yeah. Mm. Um, so he had that stuff. Then he asked B-Man to look for the scrolls on a precedent for uh, demons being able to come to uh, our plane. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess B-Man's his fucking, uh, also his uh, invest- like researcher and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, they did a little fucking uh, painting when he went to go meet uh, Gabriel for the first time at the library. Was that one Jesus on the cross getting stabbed by the spear mm-hmm. to let you know, oh, this is going to be the spear destiny. The foreshadowing, basically. Yeah, just a little Easter egg. <laughs> like, oh, there you go. So we get to Papa, Papa Midnight. <laughs> and he is just too cool in this movie. <laughs> there's a there's a, 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 a guy that I'm reading a book about called uh, John Truby. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those... Uh, story consultant for movies and all sorts of screenplays and stuff and he's given his i'm reading both his books on being a better uh writer in general like his his, his 22 steps to be a master uh, storyteller which is a grand fucking thing to, to promote yeah like you read this cover to cover four times you'll be a master storyteller like i, I can't tell everybody they're gonna be you know what i mean yeah like you gotta have a little bit of talent but with a little bit of like instruction that talent goes further um but he says, never make your side character or your secondary character more popular or more interesting than your main character. Right. And I, I, I don't want to be an asshole, but Papa Midnight was much more interesting to me than Constantine in this movie. And they're like, man, you guys need to fucking tone it down on, on <laughs> Papa Midnight because you're breaking a rule here. Hey, he was better than because uh, I've seen him in Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Papa much, Midnight, much, much better, better than Papa fucking Midnight. Shazam. Yes. Jesus, that was a terrible idea. Like that character fits him specifically very well. It's like, in my house. In my house. <laughs> so yeah, he's a crusader. He, he used to be a crusader for good, but he took the oath of neutrality. So he's got his fucking nightclub. And John goes in there, and I, I like that the card is just like, he's like, two frogs, two frogs on a desk. <laughs> no, he's like, two frogs on a bench. Yeah, two frogs on a bench. And then fucking Kramer's was a, a rat in a dress. And I'm like, man, he's not getting in. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh... They they have a little bit of a uh, bad history mm-hmm. because Constantine used to sell relics because I remember when he when he first came in, like you sell more relics it's like oh I got out of that business a long time ago and he had sold Papa Midnight a forgery and you know John Constantine's like I I made an honest mistake so I'm surprised he let it go you know what I mean so you sold me a fake artifact I'd be pissed but so they have a little bit of bad history 
but they're still they're both good guys so it's you know the, the, the water what's, what's the word you uh, just like uh water under the bridge yeah basically yeah. so uh the one of the most interesting things was uh gabriel told uh Constantine that the reason he's gonna die because you smoke 30 cigarettes a day since the age of 15 since the age of 15 and you know I had to so I did the math more <laughs> more or less yeah so it, going from the movie the movie came out in 2005 so that world is 2005 mm-hmm. uh, America I know like they, they make they make movies the year before so it's, they, they filmed it in 2004 yeah. but in the movie in that universe is 2005 so that, that, that he was, uh, Keanu Reeves was born in 1964. So within that context, he was 41 within the world of Constantine in 2005. That's 26 years. That is 9,490 days, which is like, I thought it would be way more than that, but that's a lot of years. Or that's a lot of days. Yeah. For 365 times uh, 26. Yeah. So that is, he smoked. I, I'm sure she was, uh, you know, exaggerated or you know, you, throughout the day things change. You yeah, know, yeah. It couldn't be exactly thirty, but I did thirty exactly. That means he smoked two hundred eighty-four thousand seven hundred cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt smoked two almost a quarter of a million cigarettes. <laughs> no wonder you got lung cancer, you stupid bastard. <laughs> so there you go. 26 years, almost uh, over a quarter of a million cigarettes. Yeah. Damn, he must have just fucking been wasting cash. You seen his lungs whenever the, the devil ripped him out? I saw the fucking whatever ooze it had. I think his lungs were like clean after that, but man, they were gross. <laughs> um, What's else? Uh, Yeah, so Papa Midnight was used to be a... Uh, I didn't know what he was at first, but he gets which is a regular guy. He, he used to be a witch doctor, like, kind of like a voodoo witch doctor, like kind of like Constant, like a magician, like Constantine, a wizard. Yeah. And uh, Constantine said something about uh, one witch doctor against thirty Asgard, Ashgard, A S G A R A. I didn't have time to look it up, but I'm guessing it's like demons or something. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, uh, Papa Constantine or Papa Constantine. Oh. <laughs> Papa Midnight uh, used to just fucking go to war against uh, some other like organization or something. Yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, he he fought the good fight, and I guess he retired. Uh, let's see. Because I think he's much older than he looks too. Yeah, he's a, that actor is always older than you think he is. Like he's always like like uh, <laughs> it's like uh, oh man, what are you thirty? I'm ninety two. <laughs> like god dang. <laughs> Uh, so that was that time that Angela gets saved by John. Like, well, when Angela first meets John, right? She goes to his apartment. By the way, his apartment's weird. Like, it's a regular apartment, but like, you know, of course, he's got like the fucking on the door frame. He's got the the protection symbols mm-hmm. to keep uh, entities out, I guess. Yeah. And for some reason, he has just a fucking just a fucking line of fucking gallons of water, just like against the fucking wall outside, like on the windows. Did you see that? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Is all the water for? I'm so confused. Could is be it, holy water. That's what I was thinking. Like, is it holy water, or are you just you you not pay your water bill? What you know what I mean? Like, I mean either is a possibility. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I think it might be holy water though. Uh, so they meet, and she leaves because he doesn't want to help her. Then he fucking sees those demons coming after her, and he has that. He goes and saves her, and, he, and the whole fucking place, the, the whole street goes black right before the demons attack him, and he gets that fucking cloth around his hand. Mm-hmm. Which I'm mad about because he didn't say what it was. He like he fucking he he lights it and it's like it causes this fucking holy beam of light to come out and burn away all the demons. So I was mad about that. <laughs> I'm like, what what is it? What what's the cloth? What is it? I want to know. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna find out because uh, I ordered the novelization <laughs> of the the fucking movie. See, I got you on a, a diamond. <laughs> that you you when the detective of me wakes up, it's hard to kill him. <laughs> I'll put him back to sleep. <laughs> Uh, so of course John goes to hell uh, on that one that time that he like fucking uh, did that surfing or whatever mm-hmm. that soul surfing he like he had to fucking Angela give him a fucking little tub of water with the cat yeah then he's like you gotta wait outside though and I'm like what does she have to wait outside for I'm so real confused and he like he goes to find Isabel and he has that fucking little globe no it looks like a little like a little uh, crystal ball. But like a, like a compass, which he didn't say what the fuck that was either. I'm guessing it's to find specific souls that he needs to look for. So he was mm-hmm. looking for Isabel. 
Angela's sister. Uh, one thing they kept from the the series, the comic books, was the fact that any any t- friend of Constantine ends up in a horrific way. It, the longer they stay friends with him, because Hennessy, B-Man, and Kramer all die. Yeah. And they uh, fucking three for three. Yep. <laughs> the only reason Angela didn't die was because they were just now becoming friends. Yep. So by the next movie, she's probably dead. <laughs> Constantine too. She's dead already. Probably. Like it's, that's just how his character is. Yeah. Any any of his allies always end up with a worse fate that they had before they met him. It's fucking terrible. It goes for the comic books too. So they they kept up with that. Pretty well. Yeah. Let me see. What else do I have? Uh, of course, uh, Angela gets kidnapped by uh, uh, Gabriel, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes back to uh, Papa Midnight because he he's trying to figure out where they would go or what they're planning, and he, he asks him to use the chair, being an which the chair is an electric chair from fucking the prison Sing Sing that they used to kill, you know, de- death row inmates. 200 men have gone through that fucking chair. So apparently it's highly potent yeah. for uh, spiritual energy. And uh, I knew, now I found out why he needed the alcohol. It's like to, get, to give the fucking ground some flavor when he fucking lit it up with the electricity. It's like for flavor. Foot <laughs> spits it all on the ground. Then he fucking torches Constantine. <laughs> He's like, are you ready? <laughs> and he fucks him up immediately. <laughs> One thing I didn't like was the fact that, uh, oh yeah, the holy brass knuckles that Constantine had when he when he punched uh, when he punched ba- Balthazar. He slides him on. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that, I kind of like that. Uh, so let me think here. Let me read through my fucking files. Of madness. So, the one thing I didn't like was that Papa Midnight didn't show, just didn't team up with him to go to the, you know, he's, he's still for neutrality. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, you, you made him too interesting of a character not to, uh, to use him more. Yeah, like, he should have yeah. been on the, like, especially if it's like something as grave as what was going to happen with Hell on Earth, like, neutrality would be out the door. Like Constantine should have told him that and be like, you know, you got to break your oath. See, I, I, I'm, my hope is that uh, it, for this new Constantine that they've announced anyway, I hope they do have him like in it, like as more of like a sidekick type character. Well, he's the only one to still be alive unless he died too. I mean, it's a possibility. <laughs> Constantine has bad luck for everybody. Basically, like he just absorbs their good luck or some shit. Yeah. Uh, so of course Chaz finally gets his big moment, and he's he's I like that he was sitting like they they had melted down all those gold uh, artifacts and were making like like uh, holy bullets with them <laughs> that was fucking awesome. <laughs> um, let's see. So yeah, poor Chaz dies. Yeah, in a pretty bad way too. <laughs> Just getting here. getting smashed. Yeah, like up and down the fucking wall on the ground. I told you. <laughs> that would hurt so bad, too. Because it's concrete floor and then just metal ceiling just back and forth. I'm thinking, let me see. Here's one thing that I, I found kind of odd. Was that every time Angela died, uh, <laughs> she would go to hell. Like, when Kosti tried to kill her in the bathtub, mm-hmm. she fucking... Uh, broke through the like she used her her psychic abilities and uh she's like all oh, those poor souls trapped down there and like uh, she died somewhere else i think i can't remember where in the movie but she there was two instances where she sort of dies mm-hmm. and she goes to hell like why is she going straight to hell because of her sister the link that she has with isabel so she drags her to hell too yeah i'd have been like you dirty bitch <laughs> that sucks let me see. So, uh, John's most powerful, I guess, ability was those tattoos that he had that he used pretty much at the end of the movie. He's yeah. got like two. He's got a, one. It's, it's one tattoo, but uh, drawn on both of his arms, mm-hmm. and he brings them up like like uh, forearm to forearm. Like he has to pretty much t- t- uh, pull down his sleeves, and I guess like it brings forth like uh, things that are hidden or invisible to the naked eye. Yeah. yeah. 
Like that that seemed like his most powerful uh that was pretty cool. And it took him twice to be able to even do it. Yeah, like the first time like he kinda of bounced back because Gabriel's <laughs> so powerful. I mean hell, she grabbed fuck by the way, that woman, Tilda that plays uh, Gabriel also played the master in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. So she has she has a great ability of taking the roles of men and uh, making them work for her. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder if it was a joke from uh, Marvel because she had hair in Constantine, but she was bald in yeah. Doctor Strange. It's like oh, we got her too. <laughs> Plus, I mean, you you can't you gotta give her respect that she fucking knocked out the Incredible Hulk in Endgame. Yeah. Fucking knocked the soul out of his fucking body. I'm like. God damn. <laughs> Props to her. Uh, so, I mean, she fucking grabbed Constantine and she did the Superman, like, breath thing. And he's like, ah! He fucking gets launched like 40 feet away. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, that's all the stuff that I noticed in the movie that I really enjoyed to watch. Yeah. I guess, like, I would have probably not done the. The, the Lucifer coming down should have been coming up yeah like and it should have been like slower and like almost with like an ominous footstep like like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park just yeah like like he just comes like he just opens up a door somewhere like not, not nothing like coming out of a fucking wall from hell mm-hmm. but like 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 just like a nonchalant like like oh not not the elevator either but like a stairway yeah. or something like it, coming down doesn't make any sense because he's not coming from heaven all I know is that it was a disgusting appearance and that fucking black feet like, like tarry black like put some damn shoes on <laughs> like just I don't know what the fuck oil he was stepping on I, I, I whoever the uh not the director, but the art design person was had an obsession though with feet. Oh, because of uh, Gabriel too. Yeah, I noticed that too. Did you notice that? I'm like, bitch, get your damn foot <laughs> off of my fucking face. And, and it's not like it was uh, attractive in any kind of way. It was like to to garner disgust almost. Where it's like she's got her foot on his face. She thought disrespectful. Like, ugh, your nasty fucking fungus toes on my face. <laughs> they were fungus there. <laughs> And then you have tar feet. I guess he did have, I guess, something about, like, they don't need shoes, apparently. Yeah. They're like, ah, who cares about shoes? We're all powerful. <laughs> like, you got all the other clothes, so you can't put some shoes on, too? <laughs> and see, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they did the whole, like, uh, burning off of the wings and stuff like that for Gabriel at the end, where it's just nubs yeah. on her back. But they did the nubs of the wings before X-Men could do that with Angel. How Angel used to shave them off. Oh, yeah. Man, that must have been painful. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry, Dad. I'm a memo freak. <laughs> like, my God, what the fuck? I can't believe it. <laughs> my son's gay. No. <laughs> I'm like, what? what about the wings, Dad? I don't care about the wings. <laughs> Just a super fucking rigid dad. What did you think of the uh, the mood of the movie? Like the the ambiance. Um. They, well, it should not have been Los Angeles. It was. <laughs> it was too dark. A setting. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. all. That movie was always dark. Yeah. The whole, like it was like there's no sunlight. There's no fucking way that works in Los Angeles. <laughs> Their version of Los Angeles is the saddest Los Angeles I've ever seen. <laughs> Because like it's it's I did not see sunlight. Even when there was sunlight, it was dark as fuck. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Kind of. It's Los Angeles is in this universe. Their Los Angeles is gloomier than Chicago. Yeah. And I'm like, like a dusty gloomy too. Yeah. Like it it it, it didn't work. It be in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I'm like, it would have made sense if like uh, it was like overcast, like that coincided with what was the darkness that was coming. Mm-hmm. So it would have been like a, a good, you know what I mean? Like, 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 oh, for some reason it's been raining and storming for weeks now in uh, Los Angeles. Like usually the sunniest place on earth. Yeah. But it, they never really. It's always just dark for no reason. The only thing I can give them is that it could have been during fire season. So just fucking smoke, yeah. Constantly like smoky, constantly like mm, delicious. <laughs> breathing in that fucking ash. Uh, did you see that last uh, after credit scene where it's got Chaz flying uh, off, looking like a fucking <laughs> look goofy as fuck? Like I'll see you later, Constantine. <laughs> I'd have been mad as hell. Like damn it, Constantine, I died a virgin. You son of a bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so I said I, I didn't. I, that was the the one flaw that I saw in the movie from the beginning that I couldn't figure out what it was, and then like it hit me like an epiphany. What's that? I passed out after that. <laughs> after you got it, it's like, like oh wow, that's right. <laughs> okay, so there's a when Papa Midnight and Constantine are talking, like, uh, come on, you're Papa Midnight, and and uh, you used to be a legend and all this, right? And like, and Papa Midnight's like, and you used to be the great John Constantine. And that was that phrase, right? That little uh, interaction. And then the the thing about like uh, the only soul the devil would come up to collect is yours is John Constantine's, right? That w- would have worked phenomenally better in a trilogy. They that movie felt like it was the last movie in a trilogy. The way they had it going, like constantly like was now at the end of his rope with yeah. you know the tumors and like he wasn't he's not as great as he used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Maman trying to bring hell on earth, mm-hmm. Papa Midnight retired. That in the context of a trilogy would fit. With with the first movie being the introduction of John Constantine. Mm-hmm. We learn and we learn like and he does something like Connish that messes with the devil, right? The middle movie being at his greatest like the John Constantine and the third movie being him falling out of being the greatest like he's at the end of his you know life mm-hmm. that it would it works three times as better if it was a trilogy right so basically that movie was the final movie of a trilogy right is how I saw it like that's why you know like that stuff would have hit much harder as if we had seen this trilogy. three times yeah. right like he's smoking in the first one gets worse in the second one now he's got cancer in the third one mm-hmm you know, Papa, him and Papa Midnight are close in the first one. Maybe they teamed up. The second one, he's uh, now retired. And the third one makes more sense for him to team up at one last time with John Constantine. Yeah. You know, like the first one with uh, him, like uh, B-Man and Hennessy introducing them. So their deaths would hit even more at the end of the third one. Yeah. Like his friends always die. But other than that, it's a good movie. But you're not the first one to say that. I, I know I'm not. I can't be the only <laughs> like, one. That, that's a whole uh, a theory online about oh, is it. it. Is that it was supposed to be a trilogy like that. And that would have been the third movie. Damn. So I knew. Because the way it was set up, like the story that's what it arc, felt. Yeah, like that's, how, that's just like, that's how it felt. That's what a lot of people think. Like the uh, the director says no, and the screenwriters are like, the, no, Don't no, you no, lie no. to me. I, they can't lie. But it, it seems like. Uh, you can tell a story when you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like you, you can, can tell. Like you, they can lie as much as they want, but you can tell. Because if you did place that directly as a third movie. It like, it, it, everything fits. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Perfectly. Especially with like the, the, the stakes being like the end of the world, hell mm-hmm. on earth. You know, it wouldn't work for like a first or second movie because then where do you go from that movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see what this third or the second one does. Like, I'm John, I got cancer again. <laughs> I've been smoking 50 packs. Because <laughs> the only thing that, that I, actually makes it worse for this new movie. Yeah. Because where do you go from here? The only thing I can think of is that uh, you do it as like a alternate DC hmm? like setup where that was like the end of the other Constantine's life. Or something like you know, like you'd have to do something completely different, though. Well, probably... you can't you can't really start with the way that one ended. Yeah, because I mean, like you almost had like the the Antichrist on Earth. Yeah, and like what do they call the second one? Like you got the, the second Antichrist, his brother. Like to me, Babon. It <laughs> <laughs> Satan's really bad at naming kids. This is Maman. This is Babon. This is this is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but the way it, um, I don't know it, it, it I thought it was a really good story and it was a good movie but like you said if it was the third movie it, was, it trilogy, would have been like it would have been like it would go down as one of the best comic book movies trilogies yeah, of all time I think so yeah but yeah, there's only one but I think that it was budget budget was super low so DC didn't even want to do it Asshole. DC doesn't like doing any kind of John Constantine stuff really at all but like the last time they did it was uh, Legends of Tomorrow that CW oh, yeah, stuff yeah. with John Constantine in it. They had a show with him too, a live action. And it ended though. Well, they tried. <laughs> like the character to me is, he's more of a. He's uh, very complex to add to a superhero. He he fits more in a cinematic yeah. universe type thing just because he is a more complex character. But uh, having him like it's one of those like team type shows just, I don't know, it just doesn't work very well. <laughs> just like, me and you, Superman, we got this. It yeah. wouldn't work. <laughs> but he has worked with, Bat- uh, with Batman. Batman works sometimes, but I mean, Batman... In, in we, uh, you've seen uh, Justice League Dark, right? Yeah. Like, he fits that 
pretty well. <laughs> I always look at it from like the the general audience perspective. Was like would be like Batman's the dark gritty reality, mm-hmm. like the the Batman, the new Batman movie. Yeah, and John Constantine is like the the supernatural dark demons and stuff. So uh, it would take a little bit to build it up into like a uh, like a uh, team up. Yeah, because you obviously have to think about the audience. Like, but, will they believe? Like right now, they believe a raccoon is, is a super, like you know, a superhero. Right. More than a, more than fucking the Flash. Yeah. So you you build up to those things, you know what I mean? You don't just throw them in there like they did. But that. if they would have started, for, if they would have done a trilogy with Constantine, and don't get me wrong, I know it probably would have been hard because it's not a character that everybody knows very well. So it's not like doing a Batman trilogy and just you know being able to put it out there. Like I think you would have had to have built it up a little bit differently for that to originally come out. And see, that's why that one is a cult classic as it is now. Because it, people that love John Constantine now can go back and it's like, oh, this fits perfectly as a third. It's like it's Keanu Reeves. Right. It, it still fits. At the end of his life, apparently. <laughs> but if you if they would have done any kind of movie back then in like 05 through 2010, like, like a Zatanna movie or something where you include him into it. That'd be cool. That would fit because he's part of that whole narrative. I think they are doing a Justice League Black, though, or Dark. Are they? Yeah. Uh, with Guillermo de Toro. I think so. They, uh, well, because of James Gunn, yeah, taking over the creative side, or basically all of uh, DCU now, yeah, they're making a because when did Batman uh, Begins come out? Uh, I can't remember what 05 was it 05 or 04? Sounds familiar, somewhere that... like in the 2000s, though, right? I think so. Well, yeah, it'd be the 2000s, I mean, like the early 2000s, I think. Uh, I'm probably completely off, but uh, if you would have had like the the Batman Begins trilogy, and then had the Constantine and have that as a trilogy, and then you could have also had uh, something to do with like a Zatanna Zatara type thing, and then have them come together in a bigger movie later on. That actually would have worked, I thought. I am wrong. Uh, Justice League Dark HBO Max, Max shows were probably canceled. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> But I love the concept of Justice League Dark because you have the you have Batman, which is the skeptic on every fucking thing. Like he sees this shit happen with the Justice League. He's like, Z- oh, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. Zatanna is a magician and sorcerer. Doctor Fate is a sorcerer. Magic don't exist. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the funniest bullshit. <laughs> gets possessed by a demon the demon leaves because it's bullshit i didn't get possessed demon pretty much yeah <laughs> what was it uh there was a uh, uh was it justice league unlimited or one of those where uh dead man tried to take over uh batman's mind but bruce is uh he, he's too uh brazilian i think yeah where he can't he can't do it <laughs> is that the one where he gets sucked in the face by robin i think so you take yeah. the one batman's body bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Because Damon Wayne, he starts fucking swinging. Yeah. They go down a fucking cliff or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I really kind of remember from the comic book. But he's like, he's too resistant to any kind of mental manipulation. I like how his son always swings no matter what. Damien? Yeah, yeah, like he just started, no questions asked, just starts fucking <laughs> slinging. And brings out the swords. Basically. Like the uh, the more uh, more aggressive Batman, if Batman couldn't be more aggressive as it is. If Batman didn't have any fucking self-control, yeah. Yeah. Be Damon Wayne's. <laughs> uh, kind of like the Young Justice version of Batman. Yeah. Man, that's a good... Well... Apparently, they uh, they actually started it again. I haven't watched any of the... New episodes of Young Justice? Yeah. Cool. You remember the, do you remember how they got the name Young Justice? No. Where it's like, it's not young, it's just us. Cancel that shit. So it's shit. Young Justice. Cancel that shit right now. <laughs> that was from the early 2000s, I think. Just cancel. <laughs> just for that goofy dad joke well that, that was in the comic books not in the not in the show cancel the show just to teach the comic lesson <laughs> just to teach the comic yeah <laughs> we have to send them a message it's not about the money it's about sending a message <laughs> so overall what do you think of the cinematography of it though like the the shots and stuff like that aside from the mood of it but like the the choice the way that, yeah like the the effects and stuff yeah, they're all fine. Not too bad. At least for an uh, for an 05 movie. They actually had some decent uh, like the, visual effects. They knew like where to place it. Like uh, A lot of things that go wrong in movies nowadays is 
combat where you have someone swinging, swinging with your right hand, right, to punch somebody, and the person instead of falling on their right side, which would be toward the camera, yeah. they fall on the left side, which is away from the camera. Yeah. But the guy was punching on his uh, right with his right hand. So like, like, let's say if I ran up at you and punched you, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of falling uh, to to your right, which is my left, you fall to my right, which is also my right. You know, yeah. it, it, they do that a lot in movies. Like, they just don't do good choreography of what they're doing, like, continuity-wise. Right. It, it's Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad on some of those things. I like that they didn't just rely on practical, or they didn't rely on special effects. There's a lot of practical effects, too, in the actual movie itself. So, like, with uh, Balthazar... Like, they didn't just rely purely on special effects. They actually had the makeup that made him look almost like Two-Face. Fucked up. He looked just like Two-Face. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they went with that. Design. He, he looked like a better Two-Face than the Two-Face from the Batman Forever movie. Yeah. And, like, he had, like, the fucking suit, like, Harvey Dent. And like, it like, there's no way. The coin? Yeah. I don't know what they were. <laughs> Is Balthazar just, like, trying to pretend to be Harvey Dent? Could be. Is that what the history about the character is? I'm real confused as why they went with that angle at all. Well, or just like a little Easter egg to Batman. Yeah. Who knows? It was just weird. It was probably an Easter egg, I would think. Because it's like, I mean, he is DC associated. So yeah. it could be a, a Harvey Dent type thing. But it's of all the characters. <laughs> so random. <laughs> but so, it's a good movie. Check it out. Go read the book like I'm going to. And we'll have a third episode. <laughs> third episode. And I can, yeah, I probably go into deeper detail of everything. <laughs> If you know me, I always go deep. Ask the ladies. <laughs> We're on the deep end, of the, the 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 shallow end of the pool. <laughs> I go, I go, uh, Mariana Trench deep. <laughs> Collapsible submarine. Core, core of the earth. Ooh, that's a bit too soon still. <laughs> the messed up part was like they pretty much died instantly. Like the minute they went down there. The really messed up part is they knew about it for weeks. Yeah, like they were like, like, like yeah. a week, and no one no no like, like, we're still searching. We're still searching. With like the rabbit ear like finger thing? Yeah, yeah. The quotation one. Yeah, I'm like, what? Searching for what? They're dead. <laughs> when the uh, the Navy had already had the sound come up. And yeah, like, yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> no, I don't know. No. I don't. I'm sorry for the loss of life, right? But these billionaires, man, they go on too stupid stuff. Well, James Cameron, he said he knew about it. Uh, like literally right after it happened. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it he's collapsed. been there, he's been down like 50 times yeah but he, he's got a legit submarine yeah they were riding some fucking in a carbon fiber shell that shows no like stress levels on what like as you're going down so still will bend slightly the more pressure you get on it and eventually it's like okay yeah yeah we can't go no farther carbon fiber doesn't have that carbon fiber just breaks so it just breaks jesus and collapses in on itself yeah See that, like you know what I would do with my two hundred and fifty. If I that kind of money, right? To, they would like they spent two hundred and fifty grand, right? Yeah. To uh, go down there, right? I, <laughs> I, I'm a regular. You know what? I, like, <laughs> you know exactly what I would do. Be fucking a teddy bar for <laughs> all week. Like that's I would be making just ringing it rain at a strip club for like forty five hours. Just make it hail. Like with I come a bunch in, of I, pennies I, just falling. I come in right. And be like, I got 250 grand, ladies. How many of you ladies want to go to the VIP room? And like, I got the whole strip club and just fucking. <laughs> and I'm just dancing in the on the fucking table. I'm the one stripping. <laughs> all this you watch me. Fucking throw them. That's that's the that's what I would do because that's you know. You can play Elon and go to space. No, because I'll die in space. <laughs> Shit, I'll fucking uh, rip open and my fucking eyeballs pop out my head. Hey, it's at least more uh, dramatic. <laughs> That's what I don't understand about rich people. Like that's, I guess, because they're so rich that it's just like they need that further thing, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm so poor <laughs> that that's what I would want to do. Yeah. I can, I can pay all my bills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to go into my shitty job no more. Hallelujah. Yeah. For 250 grand, be sucking a lot of titties. <laughs> that's all I can do. Make them suck your. <laughs> It's like, who wants to go on this milk ride? <laughs> Shit is uh, 2%. <laughs> What's it? I don't even know milk anymore. I don't drink any more milk. My lactose intolerant, I blow, on, blow my ass cheeks out. <laughs> who wants this 
<laughs> the, the almond milk. <laughs> yeah, that almond milk. The almond milk is fucking. That makes me gaseous too. <laughs> so all I drink is fucking water and uh, <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> Mix the cocaine in the water. <laughs> all right. Anything else to add before we head out? Yeah, we we'll wait till we get canceled for making fun of the people that died in a Titanic. Hey, we're not the first, and we won't be the last. I'm just saying, like, come on. My hope and all that and, money, you could have done anything else. See, I, my hope, and it's a legitimate. I hope. would have hired Taylor Swift to, to be in my backyard for just no, $250,000. That's only a ticket to go to the damn Taylor Swift concert. Then I'll go to watch Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'd have her come. Like, how much, how much for her to give me a private show? Uh, I think the actual amount is like a, a 10 million. No problem. <laughs> it wouldn't be anything like creepy or anything, right? I'd just be like lifting a thing. Stressed out. <laughs> Yeah, people are freaks. <laughs> you'll, make her, you'll make her watch you strike. I'll make her watch me fucking play her songs. <laughs> Wearing her fucking clothes. <laughs> and then you can start singing. There's going to be bad blood. going to be bad blood. And she's just fucking cringing. <laughs> I don't even know any of her songs. I just, uh, that was the only one I could think of. <laughs> Pay 250 grand. And uh, get my get a first seat at the Lakers game. Like fuck you, LeBron James. <laughs> like throw me throw me out for what? I paid for this thing. Throw me out for what? Why did my fault? He's ass. <laughs> throw me out for what? <laughs> like stuff that's fun but not dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm a fucking I'm 250 grand. Let me fight that gorilla. Like no. You could be Robin Williams with a gorilla. Trying to at his nipples. <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, just, uh, I guess because we started, we're not rich, right? We have, like, more in- enjoyable stuff that we couldn't achieve without money. Yeah. They're, they've started rich, so they've done all this stuff that we wish we could do. So now they, they need, <laughs> need new fucking ventures. See, that's what I, uh, to bring it back to Constantine, that's what I do like about, uh, what's his name, is that he's very down to earth, Keanu Reeves. He doesn't act like that super rich Oh yeah, he's fucking chill as fuck. Like, he's going and doing actual like gun training and stuff like that, so that way he's better in the movie. He's fucking eating sandwiches on a park bench by himself. Yeah, like, like, oh, that's just fine. <laughs> like he's not doing the crazy shit, and you know he's loaded. Yeah, he's fucking making bank. Yeah, and he's been not. He hasn't had sexual harassment cases. He hasn't had. Like, have you ever seen the Keanu Reeves hug? No, the one he, does, he doesn't actually like touch him at all. Like floating behind yeah. you. He's <laughs> a very nice guy. Yeah. But anything else to add before we head out now? Um, <laughs> I can already, I can, my brain's already fucking revolving. I can already tell if we keep going. <laughs> Must say something. <laughs> all right. But with that, we will see you guys on the next one. <laughs> <laughs>